Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey with the Arts Commission, and this is the Arts Commission's weekly turn at the microphone here at MPB. And each week we come to you with an in-depth discussion with different creative Mississippian. We talk to artists, we talk to musicians, photographers, writers, and people in their community who help produce the arts and, and showcase them for their community. Today, we've got someone who's come down from North Mississippi. Uh, he's playing in the Central Mississippi area tonight, but we thought we'd have him come by the studio. Robert Kimbrough Sr., thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Well, we appreciate you coming. Uh, people know your name. The Kimbrough family's name, of course, is well known uh, in, in the blue circles uh, of North Mississippi. Uh, yeah. But for people that aren't familiar, maybe just tell a little bit about what you do and a, a little bit about your family's history. Um, I'm Robert Kimbrough Sr. I'm the son of great late blues legend, Mr. Junior Kimbrough. And uh, we play blues. We've been playing blues all our life. Well, I've been playing all my life, <laughs> you know. Dad, my dad, my father, you know, he'd been playing blues for so long. And, of course, people know Junior Kimbrough from the records that he made back in almost 20 years, 20, 25 years ago now, right? Yes. And yes. those went all over the world, and he toured a little bit as well, but uh, yeah. also known for his, his club up, up there in, in Marshall County. Is Marshall County, right? Yeah, 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 in, yeah, Marshall County, Chulahoma area. Right, right, mm -hmm. which was became kind of a destination point for... So music fans from all over the world right. really started coming there. Right, right, right. Well, let's just go back. You know, you you come from a large family, and uh, a lot of a lot of musicians that that came out of your family. Right. Talk about kind of just music around the home, and 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 when you were just a, a young kid, kind of mm -hmm. the place that music had in your family's life. Okay, so coming up as a kid in our in our household, it was um, me and my brothers, and I had my little sister. Well, my mom had nine kids, you know, she had, um, my mom was married before she met my father and uh, after her, her marriage or whatever, she met my father. So she had five kids, then she had four by my father, which was three boys and a girl. And the three boys carried a legacy of my father on, you know, you got David Jr., you got Kenny Kimbrough, and then you got me, Robert Kimbrough. So coming up, man, um, my dad would always, he would have his music set up in the music room. You know, he had a music room. So when him and the soul blues boy come, they would go in and play and practice and go over stuff, you know. So once he leave, me and them boys would go in there and, you know, get on the instruments and play and try to learn how to play, you know, as a kid. Until finally one day we caught a hole, you know, uh, which uh, we was in gospel now. You know, we did go to church and play gospel and sung gospel and all of that. But the blues field was pretty much where I went. I went on that way. You know, I still go to church and sing a little gospel or whatever, but that's pretty much what we do. We still playing the blues. You know, I lost my father in 98, and uh, me and the boys, we kept running a club. But in 2000, we ran a couple of years after my father passed. So in the year 2000, we lost the club. And now we're just doing what we do, you know. You mentioned, so your father had kind of always had the full band thing set up. So whenever he wanted to rehearse and you'd sneak in there. So did he ever kind of give you all direction or was it just something that you kind of picked up by listening? Well, he, you know, he would, yeah, he would say stuff, you know, but a lot of times, you know, he, he, he wouldn't say nothing. He just, he would leave and he'd leave the, you know, everything up. He knew what was going in there messing with it because when he come home, It'd be a string broke or a head busted on the drums. And he would go off about it and stuff, but he knew what was going back in there. He already knew, 
you know, so. He never like locked the door on you or anything. He never locked the door. The door was always open to us, you know, because he knew one day we'll be playing with him, helping him out here on this road, you know. So, yeah, man, it was was awesome. So how old were you when you first started playing, actually playing with him? Oh, well, my first time playing with my father, man, I'm going to be honest. I left. See, I, I was going to school. Once I graduated, I left and I went to Illinois. And the other two boys were still here with him, playing with him, you know. But me, I I left, and I was gone for about 10, 15 years and stuff. So and when I came back, I played with him. I went on tour with him. We went we went on tour. We went to um, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we went to, uh, I think it was Memphis State College was, was the last place. It was 96 or 97 when I first went on tour and played with him, actually played with him. I played drums, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was playing drums. And Gary was playing bass guitar. <laughs> so you basically kind of had to do anything that yeah, was necessary, play, right? Yeah, I could play it all. I played drums, bass, and lead. You, you couldn't know, specialize in the, in the Kimbrough family. You just no, had to yes, learn know everything. them all. Okay. Yeah, we knew, how, we knew how to play it all, each one of us. You're listening to the Arts Hour, and today our guest is Robert Kimbrough Sr. He's a blues and soul player from North Mississippi, the son of the late Junior Kimbrough. I was just curious, you just mentioned about, uh, kind of in passing, about your, your gospel roots. Of course, everybody knows you as a blues man, but talk a little bit about that. I tell you what, man, coming up, you know, as a kid, my, my mom and my grandma, they kept us in church. You know, we, that's something we did every Sunday. We had a Sunday school. We had to be up for Sunday school and then church and all day thing and then come home. You know, we was there every Sunday. So uh, we were singing the choir, playing instruments and all of that good stuff, you know. So church was the number one thing in our family. And did you have a uh, did you have a specific instrument you played or that you learned on there? Or? Well, I would uh, normally play bass. Cause I was, I'm original bass guitar player. Whenever the Kimbrough brothers play, that was my tool. And David Jr. too was the lead guitar. Kenny played the drums, but we all learned, you know, how to play everything. And was this a kind of church where they had the music going like, uh, oh yeah, like holiness or whatever, where you yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. get the spirit and kind of oh, go yeah. and go. They rocking up in that. Church. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it's rocking up in that church now. So you got a lot of playing time at church, oh, which yeah. is good. Oh yeah. yeah, you 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 play in church, you know. Yeah. You know, so you had the the um, the blues influence, but you know, you're a, a different generation from your father, and so your music is going to be a little bit different from him. I'm just curious about what were what was the other music besides the music from home that that you got interested in. Well, you know, I mainly was um, interested in a lot of my father's music. You know, it wasn't just too much music, dance music, you know, because I used to dance, break dance and stuff like that, you know. But when it came down to the music, music, I I really wanted to learn what he was doing. And, you know, he kept me around him. He always kept me around him, you know, because he wanted me to pick up on it, you know, and learn how to do this stuff. And when when you were playing with him, was there a lot of direction about like, all right, now next time do that three times or or was it? (laughs) No, 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 no. My dad, you know, was the type of guy. When he plays, you know, you he you need to know what you're doing when you play with him. See, by us being his kids, we knew exactly what he wanted and how to play his music. Because <laughs> if he didn't, he, all he had to do was turn and look. We know to get right, <laughs> you know. 
So it's probably so much of it was just hearing it for so long. Yeah. You knew these songs like you didn't even have to think about them, no, right? I, I I knew them. I didn't have to be playing them. I just knew how it go. I could get up and play. I, you know, I don't have to practice. I knew how it go. What about your father? You know, he, he played so much, but did he, did he have, did he listen to music much? Did he have specific uh, uh, musicians or types of music that he was interested in besides blues? Well, you know, he, he was a gospel guy also, you know, and I'm sure he listened to some, some other music, you know what I mean? But Pop was mostly off into his, his own thing. He was off into his own world, doing his thing, you know, playing his music. When did the club Junior's Place come into being? Was that before you were born, or how, how did that? No. When did that come around? No, it came. Um, it was it was running before I left. I think the club was running by '86. I'm thinking. I'm thinking he had it running. Then I'm not for sure because, like I said, I left town, you know, and then I came back. When I came back, then you know, I started locking in real tough with him, you know, and dealing with him a lot more. A lot of times, I hate I left. I should have stayed there, you know, by his side. But I didn't. You but see. but you're you're talking about like you're 18 years old, right? Yeah, you know, I left. You when I was go about, see the world, right? Yeah, yeah, I left. I was full of fire, young, yeah. and not thinking of my dad' legacy and what's happening no. until I got there and, and and started growing up and realizing what's happening. And I realized, oh man, you do you know what you're doing? You know. So I got back in time to kind of get on the right tracks, get back on the right tracks with him. Now this is what I do. Well, you've got a, a, a CD that's, you've got run up a bunch of CDs just yeah. in the last few years. How many? Yeah. How, yeah. You got four? Four, four CDs. CDs. Okay. And you've got a brand new one that's just come out, what, mm-hmm. in the last six months or yeah, so, right? Yeah, just come out. The Cotton Patch Soul Blue Sounds of Robert Kimbrough Sr. I've Been Fixed. I've Been Fixed. Okay. We're back on the Arts Hour, and our guest today is Robert Kimbrough Sr. He's a blues and soul musician from North Mississippi, the son of Junior Kimbrough. In the last segment, we were talking about your your dad's place, Junior's place. Right. Uh, people, you know, a lot of blues fans know about that, a, a legendary small blues club up there. But tell a little bit more about what that was like. The club. Well, yeah. The club was amazing. You know, it was a place, man. You, it was a place of home. You know, you go in there, it's like you're at home. Everybody got along at the club. You know, it, we was, it wasn't no certain people had to, could come. Anybody in the world could come to our club. You know, you as family, you come, you hang out, you kick it like we kick it, everything. You know, that's how we roll. You know, the club, it was set up like it had a, a den in it, <laughs> couches. You know, you if you get drunk or whatever, you crash out on the couch. <laughs> You know, that's how it was, man. You know, you never had to leave there to try to drive home on a drunk night or anything. You just crash out. So, you know, it was it was a beautiful place, man. You know, I miss it for sure. It Was it kind of out in the country? or? Oh, yeah. It was out in the country, yeah. Chulahoma area, not too far from the road. So it was so many cars, you had to walk about a mile or half a mile to get to the club because there was so many cars at the park all the way down the road. Was it a building that had been there, or was it something that y'all built? No, no, no. It was a building that had been there. I think it was a church oh, okay. before. I'm thinking now. Yeah. It was a church before my dad got it. And, uh, you know, once he got it, clubbed it out, man. and It packed out. Every night he opened it. And how, So how would he run it? Was it a regular thing, or when he felt like it, or what was the deal it with that? It was a regular thing. He ran it every weekend. Okay. Friday and, and Saturday? Yeah. If he, if, he, if he wasn't on the road... He was running the club. He would run it. Sunday was his, his major night. That was his special night, Sunday night. 
Yeah, everybody remember Junior Kimbrough's by that Sunday night. And uh, from what I heard, it, it wasn't a nine to one gig, right? <laughs> oh, a little. <laughs> it was all night longer. Yeah. I mean, to everybody, lead. That's it. Didn't matter. It wasn't no time on it. And you just y'all just kept playing. We kept play all night long because you had my father was playing, then my brothers, me, Burnside's, you know, uh, whatever groups in there. Just if they want to play, they know to go to Junior Kimbrough. They'll let you get up and play. So you would swap out some. People oh, would come yeah. in and, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. It was, you go up and do a few songs. You let another band come up and, you know, let another band and then, you know, and stuff. And then pop, you know. That's how we did it. But constant music the whole time. Constant music. It, it, it was never, music never stops. That's what I'm saying. It, we didn't, it never stops and, 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 and go turn the jukebox on or nothing. It was this band play and then come off and then this band go on there, you know. Yeah, we kept it rolling, man. It was it was a great place, you know. I was looking at an interview that you did earlier before uh, you you came over, and uh, you were you were telling the guy that sometimes the people would just ask for the same song over and over again, over and over again. They would ask for the same song, and that song would be all night long. They want to hear that song over and over and over again. You could play that one song all night, and nobody would get off the floor. Yeah, dance they look his away. They love all night long, you know. Would he ever? Would he ever get tired of playing it? Or uh, he he a play play play, you know. And yeah, he'll play it. He'll play it for a while, but then he'll end it. You know, he don't just, <laughs> you know. But he'll play it for a minute, and then he'll end it and play some some of his other stuff. In addition to being a nightclub, it was also I think at least a, a couple of his records were recorded there as well, right? Oh yeah. A couple of them was recorded there. I'm not sure which ones, but a couple of them was recorded there. And I, I've, of course, I've heard. I don't know if you recall the there was like different, you know, the different celebrities that would make appearances. Do you oh, do you have man. any memory of those or, or, you or know, stories you've heard? Man, I can remember Rock. I don't know if you remember Rock that played on TV. Him, his brother, his father. I don't know if you remember that show. I forgot the name of it. But anyway, he came down. They was cutting a movie in Holly Springs. Uh, oh yeah, Black Snake, Black Snake Moan. Was no, that? I oh. think no, it was. Uh, I don't think it was Black Snake Moan. It was uh, Fortune Cookie. Oh right, yeah. So when they was cutting Fortune Cookie, you know, Rock and all his crew was there, and Rock, he, they came to the club, man. <laughs> oh man, it was a blast down there. Everybody, it was so many people down there, man. You, you, it was it, you. It was miserable. You know, you couldn't. Yeah. You, it was too many. You know, that club was so small. It was too many. You, and, but everybody got along. It wasn't no fighting or nothing. You know, if somebody know you coming through, they try to make room for you to get through there. It was so packed. You couldn't get in there, man. To go back there to the food, to buy you some food or whatever beer or whatever you were just trying to get. I imagine one of the big things it sounds like that you missed is just that you know the community aspect of it because it was such a gathering place. Talk well, about that kind of, you got to, I got to see all your maybe old high school friends or whoever just kind of coming through. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, a lot of, you know, the community, but we, it was, it was so many people from overseas that was there. I'm like, whoa, I'm a lot of people from overseas, a lot of people from overseas and from around other places and town, you know, just from all around the world was there. What was the, uh, what was the drink menu there? Oh man, you drink what you want. You find what you want there. It was, 
White Lightning, Homebrew, you know, beer, whiskey, everything was there, man. <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, you could get your drink on there. So you had a supplier for your, uh, for the corn whiskey, I guess. <laughs> uh, we won't name any names. Yeah. But you... Well, yeah, they, you know that old corn whiskey just was coming through the crowd. That's all I could tell oh, Okay, it just, it just <laughs> you appeared. Just, huh? You just drink. That's all I know. And that homebrew and good stuff, man. They make homebrew, you know, and stuff. And you drink that, it's like a wine. We're talking with Robert Kimbrough Sr. today on the Arts Hour. He's a blues and soul musician from North Mississippi, the son of Junior Kimbrough. He's got a new CD out called I've Been Fixed, one of, of several you've got. You've hit the ground running in terms of making CDs. I mean, this is your fourth one in, what, about two or three years? Yeah, this is my fourth one. Um, actually, well, I got four, and then I got a, a live one live at the hut oh live at CD. the hut yeah i got that one too you know um and i actually got it with me now so i got a five really you know but live at the hut is a different artist on there community members family members yeah different, different, different kind of the band kind of member that, yes. ex, that that experience of, of True. You, the family experience we'll talk about um so you must have a lot of songs and stuff pent up in you to be recording so much tell oh. me about that Oh yeah, I got I got a few more CDs that um I'm pretty much ready to work on, but um right now I'm focusing on the IBC at this time, you which know. is the uh, International Blues Challenge. So, yeah, so I won in in Enola, Mississippi. So I ain't just been focusing too hard on recording yet until I get through this. You know, I, I'm going to network. Well, if if I win, it's good. You know, good thing. But if I don't, I'm still a winner. I'm not a sole loser, nothing. But, you know, I want to meet people, you know, that I haven't met and uh, maybe get to play on their festivals or at their club or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of focusing on that. But I have a lot of music, you know, stored and ready to be presented. To it seems like it because oh, yeah, not too it. many blues musicians put out at that rate, you know, so <laughs> you're getting there. For, yeah. for, for people who don't know, the, so uh, the IBC, the International Blues Challenge, it's a, a, a week-long kind of competition in Memphis every yeah. year. It's like late January, is that? Yeah, January the 23rd is okay. when it'll kick off. And so bands from all over the country come who've been chosen by the different local blues societies, and you're representing Indianola this yeah. year. In some ways, it's kind of like a, it, a bigger version of Junior's Place. Blues fans from <laughs> all over probably Brazil, wherever England, all there coming to see uh, the blues in Memphis. That's right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Let's talk a little bit about. Just tell me a little bit about the uh, recording the CD. This was uh, done in Dallas, right? Dallas, Texas. So, yeah, um, one of my buddies I met, Scott Lindsay. You know, I met him. I met a man. He sent me a friend request. And we locked in. I started talking to him, and he told me he had a studio in the home in Dallas, Texas. You know, I got talking to him, rapping to him about my music and stuff, and I wanted to get it locked in the right way. So he told me he could help me out with it. And so we decided that I would come to Dallas to cut my CD if I cut his CD with him. I play on his CD, he play on mine. Okay. So that's what we did, man. And I shot to Dallas. And we put it together. And you you play a lot. You play multiple instruments on this one as well. Yeah, I played I played drums, I played bass, and I played lead too. And he played lead on there in certain songs. And most of this is our originals as well, right? All, everything yeah. original. Okay, that's yeah. great.
We're back on the Arts Hour. This is the last segment uh, of the Arts Hour today. We're talking with Robert Kimbrough Sr. He's a blues and soul musician from North Mississippi. Uh, you mentioned in the last segment, you talked about your uh, CD, uh, I think it's called Live from the Hut. Is mm-hmm. that right? Uh, so tell us about the hut, because that's a, kind of a newer thing that's going Whoa. on. Yeah, so the hut. Oh, man. I started running the hut each week. You know, I started running and opening it up and having blues every Sunday night, like my dad did at his club. Well, tell us, where where is it? What is it? So, the hut is in Holly Springs, Mississippi. The hut is a building. It's, it's, it's like a Legion home building, but they rent it out. So, and I talked to the owner of it, and I told him what I wanted to do. You know, and he said, well, okay, then. We can work it out. So, I started running, you know, playing, uh, having blues every Sunday night at the hut. And we have, oh, man, so many people come down and play and have fun with us. So, during this time, you know, I kind of eased out of it and stuff because I started easing, going on the road and doing this and doing that. So uh, we decided we would have a a going away, you know, blues jam. You know, this is all going away. We're getting ready to shut it down for a minute. And uh, we had a festival right there at the hut. Oh, it was so many people you couldn't get in there. It was so many cars. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was so many cars. So um, once we did that, now... I used to hunt for my festival. I have the Kimbrough Cotton Pass Soul Blues Festival. Uh, that's going to be going down. This is going to be the third year. The Kimbrough Cotton Pass Soul Blues Festival will be going down May the 17th through the 19th. So that's like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? That's right. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's a really big thing, man. Uh, it's growing. It's in honor of my father. So the hut is is a very nice place. You know, it's you'll love it if you come. So you get a little bit of the flavor of, of Junior's Place. Oh, you get, yeah, you get the flavor because the people that used to play there are going to be playing. See, during that time, the young heads is older now, which is us. We was young, and the same young black and white guys and all the guys that was there is up now, and we still play together. So they all going to be on the festival. This festival is in honor of my father. So you're kind of the old the old hands now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're a lot older now. So yeah. and the other guys are a lot older too. So and they'd be like, Robert, you know, yeah, I wanna play. You know, I wanna be part of the festival, you know. So I'm like, Yeah, you're at home, you know. So who all do you have is it a, a, a standard lineup or do you is it just kind of like a more of like the juniors place thing of, of yeah, who shows up? So it's a it's a it's a juke joint festival style. You know, we, we do it like we did it at the club. Nobody really won't just get up and do an hour set, you know, like a festival like that. We do it like we did it at the club. You go up, you play a few songs. You know, you take a band up, play a few songs, so we can play 20 minutes or something like that. Okay, and then once you do that, you know, another band come up or somebody come and join you and play on the stage. And we take it on and then we present the Kimbrough Brothers, you know, halftime. You know, the Kimbrough Buzz, which is my dad, kids, me and me, David, and Kenny, we will play. So we run it We run it from 4 in the evening all the way up to 12, 30, or 1 o'clock at night. And is that fr- all Friday, Saturday? That's, and on, that's on Sunday. So Sunday, I'm going to okay. break it down to you what's okay. happening. Good. So on Fridays, we have an exhibit at Russ College. And I have some people out of New York that works with me on the festival. So we have an exhibit. Mr. Bill Steber will be over the exhibit. Oh, yeah, Bill Steber, the photographer, yeah. Photographer, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he'll be over the exhibit there. He'll be showing all of the 
pictures and photos and videos of my father and all of us, you know, mm -hmm. us. And that would go from four to six on that Friday. Then that Friday night, we have open floor jam. That Whoever want to come on the floor can come. That's just a Friday night of just jamming. So Saturday morning, we have a guitar, a cotton patch soul blues guitar workshop. You know, so if anybody wanted to come and join the workshop, you would come and, you know, let me know what you want to do or you would let the other helpers know what you want to do and then go from there. You know what I mean? So the workshop, well, that Saturday morning, we will have breakfast. Oh, <laughs> great. Good old country food. Woo. At the hut. At the hut. All That's right. That's where it's going to be at. It's really, really good food, buddy. And it only going to cost you $5 a plate. And you have everything. You pick what you want. You got grits, bacon, eggs, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then um, after that, the workshop start about 10 to 4, all day workshop. So after the workshop, the students would jam with us that Saturday night that we worked That with. you taught on. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they jam with us, all right? And then that Sunday morning, we got the memorial tour going on. So that means you would go to the, the house where we played at. My dad clubs, the rib shack, and all of that. The last stop would be his grave site. Then back to the club for the Kimbrough Cotton Paso Blues Festival kickoff, juke joint style. All the way to midnight. So, all the way to midnight. Well, that's full. That's Ooh. full. And, and a good time of year because it's oh, not too hot then. No, you know? and yeah. it's not on Mother's Day. Well, that's good too. You know? <laughs> Let's keep our mothers in mind. Oh, yes, for sure. You know that. You're listening to the Arts Hour, and our guest today is Robert Kimbrough Sr. He's a blues and soul musician from North Mississippi. We were talking about your festival, but you are also, uh, so in addition to being a presenter, you're out there, uh, you're on the road right now. You're here in Jackson to play tonight. Talk a little bit about uh, what you've been doing on the road, either you know around the country or going overseas. So I've been on the road. My last trip was um, to Europe. I played Czech Republic. But I went to Europe under the North Mississippi All-Stars name, which was me, uh, Aria Boyce, and Kenny Brown. Uh, us three, we went over there on the North Mississippi All-Stars. Uh, North Mississippi Project, I mean, not oh, okay. North Mississippi All-Stars, but yeah. the North Mississippi Project. So, and we played Czech Republic, and then we went to, and we played Poland. You know, I'm here now in Jackson. I've been playing a few other places, but I toured Argentina, I toured over there and played a few places there. I played Switzerland. I played Lucerne Festival in Switzerland. So I've been moving a lot. I've been all around New York and California, Dallas. And this year is calendar is really full. That's great. Oh God, I'm headed to um February the twelfth, I'll be headed to Omaha, Nebraska. But I hope it's not snowing ice everywhere because I'm not gonna go on there. But yeah, so I'm headed there and Oh, man, headed a lot of different places. I'm headed to New York, Kansas City, Springfield, Missouri, you know, Wilmington, Delaware, New York, uh, Chicago, a lot of places. So this is your full-time thing now. I mean, this yeah, is what this you're is trying what to I'm go. Trying to, yes, trying I'm trying to, to make this here. Um, I've worked all my life, brother. You know, I'm, I'm not a stranger to work. Um, I've, I've paid my dues. And I just ask God to let this be, you know, my end time. You know, this in my last days or whatever it's going to be. I just want to do my music, you know, and, and uh, carry my father's legacy on because, you know, my father died in 1988, and um, I had just talked to him before he passed. You know, I talked to him. He he called me on the phone. I was I had just got off of work. I was so tired. He called me. He said, he called me. He said Wally Whoop. He called me Wally Whooped. So when he called the phone, I knew he was sick. So I I go see him every day. 
But he called me. And when he called me, I didn't know who he was. He sounded like it was just, I didn't know who he was. A strong voice and just really powerful. Called me, he said, hey, boy, just like that. He said, have you seen Kent? Because he was so powerful. I said, no, I haven't seen Kent. I said, who is this? He said, this your daddy. Just like that. That's my daddy. He said, yeah, that's me, Wallowoo. Just like that. I said, Lord, man, you sound different. I said, you sound bad. He said, man, he said, I feel so good, man. He said, I never felt like this before in my life. He said, I feel so good. And I want to play some blues. And I'm looking for Kent. And my Kent brother always was with him. That one was always with my yeah. dad. And so I told him, I said, well, I don't know where yet. I said, I just got off of work, Pop. I said, I'm so tired, you know, and I want to get a little rest. I said, as soon as I wake up, I'm going to find him, and I'll be where you at. He said, okay, then, just like that. And I laid down, and when I laid down, man, and went to sleep, all I could hear was, I don't want to die. I was totally asleep. It was just, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And when I woke up, tears just running out of my face. So I'm scared. I'm really scared because it's real. And I run to the back room where my wife and kids was, and I just go to shaking them. You know, I'm scared. She, she jumped up, what's wrong with you? I said, Somebody telling me they don't want to die. I want to make sure y'all okay. She said, get out of here. We okay. You know, she don't, she don't think. It. And just as I walk up the hall, man, into my refrigerator, and I open that refrigerator door, I get a knock at my door. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I could see out my door, but I nobody see in. And I look, and it was my sister crying. And I was like, what's wrong? Somebody must have been messing with her. And I walk and open the door. And the first thing she said was, Robert, daddy, dead. I just like to pass out. I said, mm. oh, my God, it was my daddy. So, you know, with that being said, man, I knew my dad always told me that he had to die one day. He told me. He always was telling me, he said, well, I got to leave here. I don't know when. I don't know where I may be. I don't know the hour, but I got to go. So I was like, well, why is he telling me he didn't want to die? Well, I come to figure out what that was all about. He didn't want, he don't want his music to die, you see. So this is why I'm pushing the way I'm pushing, man, and trying to get all the support I can get from fans and friends that can put me out there and make this thing happen in honor of my father man you know i always say i'm gonna fight for it so this is what i do and this is what i want to continue to do is stay on that road of music man for my father that's great carries legacy how did he give you that nickname <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm gonna tell you i don't know all i know from when i was a kid i can't remember nothing all i know wiley Woo. That's what he, uh, that's all I, he never called me Robert. Never, huh. since I know him, he ain't never called me Robert. He called me Wally Woot until the day he died. And you're carrying on that legacy. I'm so Yes. So so uh, when people come to see you, they're going to hear your music, but you also mix in kind of the Kimbro legacy stuff, right? Oh, that style of music that yeah. my dad played, that style, yes. I, I don't play exactly like my father. My father was a unique guy. That guy could play the blues, man. He had a very phenomenal voice. You know, I'm not saying it because of my dad, but he was a great, that guy could sing and he could put some stuff together. So, yes, I'm carrying on the legacy. I, that style, I, that's what I do. That's our style, Cotton Pass Soul Blues. That's what we play. A lot of people got it, don't know, in other words. They, they, they hear one style of blues, but they don't really know, you know, until you, you know, search and, and try to find out the real meaning to what's happening. So my dad never was a hill country blues player. He never was that. My dad played cotton patch soul blues. He played cotton patch blues. 
And this one guy, I can't think of his name at the moment, but he gave it a name, Hill Country Blues, which Aria Burnside and T-Model and all the yeah. other people played. But when they interviewed my father at the Rib Shack, my father explained to him what style of blues he played. They asked him, and he said, well, Pop said, well, I don't, I don't play that kind of blues they play in there like that. And the guy said, well, what kind of blues you play, Junior? He said, I play another kind of blues. They playing one kind of blues, I play another kind of blues. He said, I play cotton patch blues. They knew what style blues he played, but they didn't represent it like they should have. And they put this Hill Country Blues name on, on him, which wasn't cool, you know, but he went on with it, you know what I mean? But me, I'm here to straighten it up. You know what I mean? He saw himself as, and he 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 saw himself as unique and and separate from that tradition, you know, his own tradition. Well, his 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 blues style was totally different. You know, he he played cotton patch blues that come from my my uncle, my dad, and them uncle, my dad, dad, and his and his brothers. You see what I'm saying yeah. and stuff. So, and that's the style they played, and nobody played that. And today, people try to play it, but you know, they're really not just just playing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They try to play it, you know what I mean? But that style is cotton past soul blues. Hill Country Blues, oh, we, you know, I play everything. But, you know, when it come down to my title, you know, that's what I represent, cotton past soul blues. That's what I play. You know, and that's what my father played. You know, we soul blues boys. Well, Robert, we're we're winding up here, but let's yeah. before we head out, get, give your dates of the festival, at the, time, the, the name and the dates real quick again. Okay, once again, and I really hope y'all can make it out. Somebody come on out and help supporters. The Kimbrough Cotton Pass Soul Blues Festival will be a three-day event, May the 17th through the 19th. And it starts at 4 o'clock on Friday at Russ College Library. And it runs from 4 to 6. And after then, y'all come on over to the hut for this blues jam. The hut in Holly Springs. Holly Springs, Mississippi. <laughs>